0: Good morning, Trinity. Those present, those online, so good to be with you all today. I want to thank Pastor Brian and the elders of Trinity for allowing me the opportunity to serve our Trinity family here, online, and worldwide. Um, It's an honor to um, join you all in this season, this crazy season of 2020, and draw near to God together. Let me begin with a word of prayer. Father, I We are here today because this has been a crazy year and Lord, we need more than just physical food. We need need you to break through heaven into earth, into our hearts this morning and give us a spiritual word to strengthen us, um, to help us. And so we ask that you would do that, that you would give us ears to hear and hearts to receive your presence and your word today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I'm excited to be here. Um, I am a member of Trinity. I want to give you just a brief uh, background on, on my story. Grew up in, in New York City um, and grew up in a single parent home, no dad. And early on in life was on the wrong track, if you know what I mean. And instead of succeeding in life, I was, um, I was losing in life. Losing by way of dropping out of school, by way of being incarcerated as a juvenile. And at 14, I ran away from home. And the way that God worked out to rescue me was he introduced me to himself through a, a, a woman that had befriended me. And eventually I gave my life to Jesus and asked him to show me how to do life. And as a result, he began to work in my life because that's what God does. He comes into our lives and his rescue plan is comprehensive. And one of the ways he began to work in my life is that he opened the door for me to attend a high school, not too far from here called the High School of Art and Design. Shout out to... The High School of Art and Design. Why? Because it was there that God had me meet my wife, Sarah. And so I met Sarah as a junior at the High School of Art and Design, and God began to do amazing things in my life. He began to show me what it means to truly succeed in life. And here I am today. Uh, we live here in East Harlem. Um, I'm married to Sarah. Um, My sons, Jaden the Wise and Ruel the Brave, 16 and 12. We live in East Harlem. And I I have the privilege of being a part of this church, serving uh, one of our small group, our men's group on Tuesday mornings. Virtual. It's been amazing. And um, I'm part of the racial reconciliation task force. We're doing quest. We had our first gathering last week. It was outstanding. Such respectful, wonderful Conversation about race, and I also have the privilege of being a regional director for Young Life QBS region, Q, Queens, Brooklyn, Staten Island, overseeing our work of introducing adolescents to Jesus here in New York City. And so it's a privilege to be with you. One of the reasons um, that I'm going to share this message, I want to give you some background. I am a competitive person. How many competitive people? Are you out there online? Are you competitive? I want to win, okay? And God knows, God knows how wrong we can be in our own sinful nature. And I love Matthew 25, the parable of the talents. You know, one had 5, one had 3, one had 1. The one who five went and flipped it and got another 5. That's how I want to live my life. I want to be maximum. One of my favorite verses is be very careful how you live, not as unwise but as wise, making the most of every opportunity. And so as I as I listen to the powerful messages that Pastor Brian has shared and Ross shared last week as I think about the clarity that God is giving us to worship God, to grow together, to make a difference. And then we, we have this amazing series called Rejoice. The Lord began to work in my heart through Philippians, the text that I'm going to read in just a moment. To, to recalibrate again, because I need this again, again and again and again, to recalibrate what it means to truly succeed. And so he put on my heart a message titled Level Up. Let me just explain what that means. That is an urban slang for making a move in your life, whether it's in your life or in your career. We'll say to one another, Oh, he's leveling up. Like if someone breaks out of the norm and they pursue that dream or they achieve some level of success, Oh, they're leveling up, they're rising up. And I believe in the same way, our God is so good, He's so caring and encouraging that he's he's calling trinity to level up the way paul was calling the philippians to level up but here's the thing it's not often the way that we think leveling up ought to be and so we're going to spend a few moments in philippians chapter 2 because i believe that in god's goodness knowing how crazy this year has been we have a pandemic we have racial unrest We have an election year. God knows we need a word of encouragement about how we level up according to the kingdom way of leveling up. And I have the privilege for the next few minutes to showcase, Pastor Brian, thank you for giving me this text. Because I have the privilege to boast on the person, the one who leveled up like no one will ever level up. And so I invite you, if you have your Bibles, you have your phones, your iPads, turn with me to Philippians chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. Love the beautiful Portuguese um, reciting of that. I'm just going to read through it carefully in English. And then I want to share with us today three ways that the Lord will have us level up now, this week, for the rest of this year. And hopefully it will encourage you, it will inspire you. So Philippians chapter 2, verse 1, Paul writes, If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded. Having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, But in humility, consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Your attitude should be the same as that of Jesus Christ. Who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. But made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death. Even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest The highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his good purpose. Do everything without complaining or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure children of God. Without fault in a crooked and depraved generation in which you shine like stars in the universe. As you hold out The word of life in order that I may boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor in vain. Oh, okay. Let me unpack this briefly. Level up. We see here the best example of leveling up. Why? It says in this text that God exalted him to the highest place. So when it comes to leveling up, making he achieved the pinnacle of it. But he didn't go about it the way that we would go about it. And that's that's what we get to learn from today. It says that him being God did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking on the very nature of a servant. Let me just explain a few things before I jump into looking at how we can consider this for ourselves. Jesus, God. You know, we, as a competitive person, the truth is I want status. The truth is I want a nice house. I want nice clothes. I want a nice reputation. I want respect. Some of you can relate. Jesus was God. He had all of that. But Jesus demonstrated a willingness to step down from that to become a man. Now that itself, to become a limited human being. God, unlimited, becoming limited. Then it says, not only did he become a man, but he took on the posture of a servant. Okay, I could see him becoming a man and rolling up on the scene, red carpet, you know, the Ritz, the Carlton, like people swimming over him, an entourage, everyone taking care of him. No, he came in a manger. And he became a servant. He lived his life of service. But that's not even it. The way that he leveled up was he even went lower. He submitted to death. He submitted to death. God the creator allowing creation to kill him. But it gets even, it gets even more drastic. Paul writes, even death on a cross. A death on the cross was reserved by the Roman um, the Roman Empire for, for, for people of low status, for people who, um, who they would humiliate by stripping them naked, nailing them to a, a cross so they could experience a slow, torturous death. That's what he submitted himself to. Now what can we learn from that? This is what I believe Paul was trying to do. And this is what we need to be reminded of. We need to, our minds need to be renewed today and recalibrated to understand how to level up according to God's kingdom code. And so I want to propose to us today to consider three ways of leveling up. And these three ways all have to do, first and foremost... With our attitude. He says, Your attitude should be that the same as that of Jesus Christ. Attitude. Attitude makes such a difference. I remember one person saying, Attitude determines altitude. If you want to go high in life, if you want to level up in life, attitude is so important. And today I believe the Lord is asking us to pause for a moment to examine. Our attitude. So three ways that this text encourages us to level up. The first way is we can level up through an attitude of humility. We can level up through an attitude of humility. Well, what does that mean, Ray? I'm glad you asked. It says... Verse 3, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. It goes on to point out how Jesus himself humbled himself. Being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself. And so therefore God is calling us to have an attitude of humility. Humility is an accurate view of yourself. I think of the scripture that says, you know, instead of pointing out the plank in the speck in someone's eye, first take the plank out of your own eye. That's an that's 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 humility. It's it's understanding our strengths, but it's also understanding our weaknesses. It's having an accurate view. It's also knowing our lane. God has created order. He's created structures, people in authority. And, and a, a posture of humility is understanding our own brokenness, our own weaknesses, our own strengths as well. And also understanding our place and having an attitude of, of submitting to, to, to that structure. One of my good friends, um, Dr. Carl Johnson, he passed away a few weeks ago, a mentor of mine. He understands humility. He understood humility. I remember when I was recruiting a board for Young Life and um, I put out a prayer request. I need a board chair. And his response was, I mean, he was a doctor, very, very fruitful, successful um, leader, pastor. He said, would you consider me for that role? Such a posture of humility. And I remember after we had built our board out, he... um, he had cancer and it was, it was advancing. And I remember him saying, hey, Ray, I don't, I don't need to be the chair for this board. You know, you know he recommended someone else. But he, he just had a posture of understanding his circumstances, his environment, and being willing to step into the right position. And, and that's what God is calling us to do. To not just be looking out for our own success, our own um, needs and our own wants, but thinking also about others. Having the mindset, creating space in our lives where it's not all about me, it's not all about you, but we're looking at others. It means when, you know, someone has to clean up the table, you're not trying to avoid the responsibility, but you say, you know what, I'll clean the table for you, my brother, because I just want to be a good brother to you. You know what I'm saying? And so humility, humility is, is important to level up. The way up is down as we see in Jesus' example Number two, we can level up through an attitude of service. It says in verse seven, "But he made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant." Galatians 5:13-14, it says, "You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge in the flesh, rather." Serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is summed up, is fu- for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. God is calling us to an attitude of service, serving others. Um, when we lived upstate in Schenectady, New York, we lived there for 11 years doing um, missionary work. There, I remember we had a big Walmart near us. Any of you ever been to Walmart? Well, if you go to Walmart, one of the things that I really appreciated about Walmart was they have all their employees wear these blue vests. And on the back of the vest, it says, how can I help you? It's like inviting us to ask them for help versus feeling like, you know, you need help, not knowing who to ask. That is an example of service. It's Preparing your mind for action and being willing to care about the needs and the desires of those around us. I have a friend, a partner in the ministry with Young Life. He says, Ray, just like Staples has that red button to make life easy for you, I want to be your red button. You tell me what you need, we'll make it happen. That is an attitude of service. It's, it's, it's going out and beyond our own needs, our own desires, our own aspirations and being willing to offer our lives to serve others. Thirdly, the Lord is calling us to level up through an attitude of obedience. We don't like that word. I don't like that word, obedience. How often do we use the word obedience in 2020? I don't hear people talk about obedience a whole lot. But it says here in Philippians 2a, Jesus gives us the example. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death. Even death on a cross. Do you remember that example in scripture in Matthew? Jesus gave a parable of the two sons. And the parable is the father asks his two sons to tend the vineyard. And The first son says, yeah, I got it. I'll do it. And then he doesn't do it. And then the second son says, chill. I don't want to take care of no vineyard. I want to play switch. And then he later on changes his mind and he actually goes and and tends the vineyard. And Jesus asks, which one did what the father asked? It's an example of obedience. Jesus... Jesus demonstrated this in the garden when it says that he went, as, as, as the events were unfolding of his arrest and his crucifixion, he was wrestling in the garden. And he was at that crossroad of understanding the weight of what he was called to do and wrestling with the fear and the uncertainty. And it says that he prayed saying, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. And there are times where God is asking us to do things. We know what's right. But we just know it's too hard. It's going to cost us too much. And we have to make a decision. Is there a way around this? Is there a way I can not have to do this? But Jesus was the example. And he says, yet not as I will, but as you will. He was obedient. I've been married 21 years. One of the tools that God has given me in, in, in navigating marriage is called the five love languages. How many of you read that book? Five love languages. Yes. You know your love language. Mine is physical touch, words of affirmation. There's service. There's gifts. Quality time. And those, 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 that understanding of knowing how to meet Sarah's needs by understanding her love language, quality time has been important for me to be successful. Well, guess what? God has his love language. And guess what his love language is? It's obedience. John 14, 21 says, whoever has my commands and obeys them, he or she is the one who loves me. And he promises the one who loves me will be loved by the Father. And Jesus says, and I too will love them and show myself to them. Obedience is God's love language. And so as we navigate this crazy time that we're in, as we try to come to grips with how am I going to get through another school year of virtual learning? Lord, help me. How am I going to navigate the uncertainty of the... Of, of of the economy and my job, and how am I gonna navigate this crazy election year? How am I gonna navigate this racial tension that we live with? The Lord is saying, Trinity, I want you to level up, but I want you to level up the way that that I've shown you through my son Jesus, the way that Brian and others will speak about in the weeks to come, giving us illustrations. Of how we can pour our lives out. That's what God is calling us to. To pour our lives out. And in doing that, we will truly level up. The way that God has exalted Jesus. The Bible says, humble yourself before the Lord and he will exalt you. The things that we desire and aspire to experience and achieve, we can have. But we have to do it God's way. And we have to be reminded I'm gonna ask the band to, to come up and I'm gonna close with this. Later on in the passage, it says, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his good pleasure. And I, I wrestle with this verse, like, work out your salvation. I thought this was a free gift. But what the text, what Paul was saying is you God has given you salvation. And now, as sons and daughters, Cultivate that salvation. Analyze your life. Take inventory with respect and reverence towards God to whom you will give account. And work towards living out these qualities of humility, of service and obedience. Make the most of your life by following Jesus' example of giving yourself. And so as we enter this week, as we go through this This time that we're in, this pandemic, politics, racial tensions, I would invite you. Pastor Brian has this wonderful opportunity, this thing he's trying to instill in us about being grounded. Take some time out this week. Make an assessment of your heart. What is your attitude like towards being humble? Towards the way you're interacting with people. Maybe you're in a... Difficult situation with family, you are trying to navigate taking care of an elderly parent. Or maybe you are just trying to work through the school year with your children or something at work. Do you have an attitude of humility? Are you thinking about others? Are you making space in your life and your rhythm to help other people? What are ways you can get involved? What are ways you can serve here at Trinity? And then lastly, what's your attitude around obedience? Are you willing to submit? Are you willing to say, Lord, I trust you? Where are areas that you can grow in obedience? Make it a goal. Write some action steps on ways that you want to live out the truths that you know God has given us. Those commands. And I promise you, in doing so, God will elevate you in his way. He will exalt you. At his timing, only be patient and level up the way that God has presented through the life and example of Jesus. I'm going to ask you all to stand as I pray a prayer of benediction over you all, over us. As we continue to journey on in this season in New York City and wherever you may be around the world, I want to pray a prayer of blessing over you. Father, thank you, Lord, that you... Never leave us nor forsake us. Thank you, Lord, that you are the way, the truth, and the life. Thank you that you, Jesus, gave yourself for us. I pray if there's anyone here, anyone online who has not made Jesus their Savior, that you would consider Jesus today. Lord, work in their hearts. Help us, Lord. Your word says that you work in us to do your will. I pray for blessing over Trinity That, Lord, as you work in our hearts, we would grow in humility, we would grow in service, we would grow in obedience. And that we, Lord, would be those bright stars in a dark world. That we would be beacons of hope in a world searching for certainty and for hope. Thank you, Lord. Bless my family in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Thank you.